Amen. All right. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 8. kids sing about it, but I'm certainly thankful for the love of Christ this morning. I can tell you that. I'm glad that he loved me way before I loved him. I can tell you that. And I'm thankful for that this morning. So, but I'm going to read verses uh, 1 through 6, chapter 8, 2 Corinthians, starting with verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded under the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God insomuch that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. So we've been talking about, about giving, and uh, looking at verses 3 and 4, kind of starting there this morning, I know we talked about, we've talked about verses 1 and 2 some, but um, in verses 3 and 4, you know, when you look at these and you, and you read them, Paul has really given us his personal record, or his word, in my opinion, about these churches. I mean, Paul had, he had personal knowledge of the churches because the Lord had used Paul to plant these churches. So Paul had spent time with these people in these churches and he knew the condition of the, he knew the condition of the churches. That's what I'm trying to get across. And Paul tells us that they were giving beyond what would be expected, okay? And they were willing to give more than they were able to give. And even so, from what I read, it could be said maybe in, in some instances they sacrifice their needs for the needs of others. Uh, and he even goes on to say here, I think it's in verse, there at the latter part of verse 3, he says they were willing of themselves. You know, and I, I thought about that and how did he put, how did he put that in there for us. And, you know, I think that means that they gave, they gave on their own voluntarily, you know. They weren't being urged or, or begged to do this. I mean, they were made aware that there was a need, and they wanted to, they wanted to take part in that. They wanted to, to give. And um, I thought it was interesting because, you know, us as believers, you know, I think how that God has given us so much. I mean, God's given us so much. And for us, all he's asking is that, you know, he, he wants us to give back something to him, number one, but to others as well. But I liked what um, Oliver Green, I, I appreciate Brother Josh, he, uh, he gave me this book. It's an old book. And Oliver Green wrote it, and uh, it's about 2 Corinthians. It's got a lot of good, lot of good stuff in it. But this is, this is what he said, and this kind of made me, kind of got my, my heart turning a little bit and my, and my mind too. But this is what he said. He said, God wants the inner man. God wants the heart. He wants our bodies as living sacrifices, okay? I mean, and you say, well, okay, what else is new? But, I mean, listen to this. But he wants our members as instruments of righteousness. But here's the last thing. He wants our means. And you say, what's that mean? Well, he wants some of what he's given to us. He wants us to give some of that back. That's what he wants. I mean, that's, that's the way I read it. So Paul's telling us here that the Macedonian churches, 
they had a sincere desire to want to help the Jerusalem church. I mean, it's, that's, that's what Paul's telling us. And verse 4 tells us that they were urgently praying that Paul would receive the gift and deliver the gift to Jerusalem. And, you know, I thought about this verse, and I thought how it applies to us today. And, you know, if, I think if some of those members of those churches were here with us today, they would probably share a couple things with us. They would, they would probably want to give us a little bit of encouragement probably, but I think they would also, I think they would tell us to receive the gift that they had. That would, I think that would be the first and foremost thing that they would want to say. And I'm not talking about the, the monetary gift that they were given to the church. I'm talking about receive the gift that they had received from God for us to, to receive that gift, for us to be able to, to exercise that gift. And I think they would urge us, and I think they would tell us that they would pray for us to receive the gift. I mean, I really believe it. I think they would if they were here with us. And, you know, and the reason I'm saying that is footnote in my Bible for verses 4 and 5, it talks about ministering. And it says here, where is it, in the last part of, I think it's verse 4. Last thing he, Paul tells us in the last part of verse 4, he says, take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. I mean, we're talking about the body of Christ. We're talking about brothers and sisters in Christ that we're to, we're to care for. I mean, we're to care about, number one, and we're to care for but the ministry, this is what it says. It said, the, this, this word ministry, it says, I mean, it's used to, to describe Christian service, needless to say. But it's also used to describe Christian giving. It says, financial stewardship is ministry. And I believe that. Financial stewardship is, I mean, I think it's part. We talked about this last week a little bit. It's part of our relationship with the Lord. And it's part of our, of our serving Him. And it goes on and says that in that when believers offer their own selves, and there's some key words here, when believers offer their own selves wholly to the Lord, they have no difficulty in offering their wallets to him. I think that's kind of, and I thought it was kind of, I kind of smiled when I read that. I thought, man, they put that, they printed that in the Bible in a footnote. And I mean, that's pretty straightforward. So, and again, you know, I'm not pushing this. All I'm doing, I'm just sharing what God's word gives us here. Okay. And Trust me, it's been dealing with my heart. I mean, this whole, di- this whole giving thing has kind of caused me to think about things a lot differently. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. That's it. How much stuff, maybe it's just our house, but how much stuff do you get in the mail people want money? I, I, mean, from, I mean, places I've not even ever heard of. I mean, you know what I mean? But yet they don't have a problem sending you a letter saying, hey, why don't you give? It's like probably most of them places are scams, I realize that, but I'm just, to Josh's point, everybody wants money. Yeah. I mean, I, it maybe kind of came to my mind when, Doug, when what you said is uh, our daughter and son-in-law, they live in Oklahoma City, and there's homeless folks around, needless to say, like there are everywhere. What they do, they've got a, every now and then they go to the store, and they'll buy, like they have little, little they just have baggies, simple baggies, but they'll put a snack and couple little things in there and they put a bible verse in and when they pull up to the cur or to the corner and there's one somebody standing there when they have opportunity roll the window down hand it to them i mean i think that's what the lord wants us to do is, is give them give them the word so however that means and i'm not saying now get out of your car and go over and start walking these people because you don't know but they just hand it to them so i don't know what their situation is i mean i try to pray for them when i see them i don't know what you know but to just just to hand them money I can't do that unless the Lord really says, unless I really feel like he's saying, you need to give that person $5. I mean, I, you know. Don't put it in the 
<laughs> okay. Where were we at? <laughs> but this is good, though. I mean, and, and I guess my, the thing here that Paul's telling us, that we're talking about, when we're talking about giving, let's just kind of get maybe, my view is, we're talking about giving to the church, okay, within the, I mean, to the church and to those that are, are believers, okay? And I'm not trying to shun out outside, but that's really what he's getting at here. That's what he's trying to teach us. And here's the thing, about, to kind of go along with what everybody said, look at how he words this. He said, he said that, uh, that we would, with much, much entreaty, that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. These people didn't just, it didn't just happen that these churches were given what they were given. The reason they were given what they were giving is because they were seeking to do God's will, right? So, I mean, as long as we're seeking to do God's will, we'll be okay, all right? But let me move on. So verse 5. Verse 5 gives us a little bit more detail into what kind of people these believers were, okay? Paul, Paul didn't expect, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think Paul expected a large offering from these churches because he knew, again, he knew these people. He knew what kind of what kind of situations they were living in. And, but we see that there was a body of believers who were truly surrendered to the will of God. I mean, that's got to be the first thing. I mean, I mean, honestly, I think we should all pray, and I'm sure we probably have all prayed, I hope, about what we're given, what we give, okay? It's not my business, okay? And I'm not, I'm not, that's not what I'm getting at. But if we're not praying God's will about certain things, I mean, that should always be our first approach, I mean, is, is to pray for his guidance, and then we go from there. So they were, they were in his will, but, but they knew they had to surrender to the will of God, and then maybe the offering wasn't large. When you think about this, maybe it wasn't large. But what was given, I think, was probably the maximum amount that they could give. I, think, I mean, I just believe it, just by what we've been told here about these folks. So I could be wrong. So here's the key point, I think, for us to get from, from these verses, okay? And then you all can chime in here and tell me what you think. But these people, number one, like I said, they were acting in obedience to the will of God. I mean, that's, that's key. And because they were willing to surrender themselves to the Lord, okay, the Lord gave them the power to give this way. This is kind of a circle, if you, if you follow me gave them the power to give this way because they were willing to live out his will in their lives. Isn't that, I mean, that's, to me, that's what it all comes down to. I mean, if we're seeking to do what he wants, then he's going to bless us for doing what it is he's asked us to do, okay? And I don't mean, I don't even want to say the P word, and y'all probably know what it is, so that's not what I'm getting at here, okay? I'm not saying he's going to bless you financially. The more you give, the more, that's not what I'm saying. So y'all know that. I'm saying from a spiritual perspective, the more that we seek to do what, he, what his desire is for our life, and the more that we do that, the more he is going to be able to enable us to do more for him. I hope that makes sense. That's right. That's right. But the way that that not thinking about it comes is because we love him, right? I mean, I think. So, but no, you're exactly right. So, the Lord gave him this power to do this. Now, keep in mind, things weren't peaceful, Okay, for the churches at this time, you know, they may have, you know, they, they weren't. They were under persecution. I think we talked about this last week. There were problems. I sure, I'm sure money was probably tight, but yet they were willing to give. But in all these things, the believers in these churches kept their focus, and here I think is what the key is, on obedience to the Lord. I truly believe, 
okay? And, and I, you all may disagree with me, but um, Paul wrote what he wrote. And if you want to turn back to 1 Thessalonians, I, we can apply this. This may not have been what he was writing about when he wrote this, but I think we can apply this to, to what we're talking about here. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Because, I mean, and I, can't even, I couldn't even tell you how I got over here when I was studying, but I did. And when the Lord led me here, I just thought, I never thought about this verse in this, in this way before. But this verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, you think about that. I mean, I've read that verse many, many times. But I thought how that, you know, it's, it's application to what he was teaching, what he was trying to teach, or what he was trying to get across to the Corinthians. I think, he was, I think in some ways he was teaching the same thing or sharing the same thing with the Thessalonians. And, you know, for us, you know, I think about its application to us right now. I mean, we're all in, we're all in different places in life, you know. I mean, all of us are. I mean, and not just age-wise. I'm talking about, you know, the position, the situation, the place in life where each of us are right now, it's exactly where God would have us to be, okay? If we're in his will, okay? He's, he has us where he wants us. And um, we're all in different places. We're all dealing with different things. We're all working through different things in life. But God knows exactly where each and every one of us are, okay? He knows exactly where we're at. And here's the thing, and he has each of us where we are to accomplish what? To accomplish his will, it just says right here in this verse, to accomplish his will in Christ Jesus concerning us. That's what he says there. So that's what I think this verse says. It's for his purpose we are where we are. You know, and, I, and you say, why are you talking about this? Because I'm trying to get, the thing that I thought about as I read and studied this was these churches were in a very difficult situation, but it did not change their approach to how they wanted to be obedient to the Lord, how they wanted to worship the Lord, how they wanted to, 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 to fellowship, you know, with their brothers and sisters. It didn't change that. All they, all they were trying to do was they kept their eyes on the Lord, and they stayed, they stayed, stayed treated, steady to Him. So I thought about, you know, life is not always easy for us. You know, I mean, I... We all go through things, you know? And some of these places, that some of these things that we go through, some of them are hard. And some of them are difficult. And, you know, some of them, some of them were there for a short time. Some of them were there for a long time. And some of them we may have to deal with for the rest of our lives. I mean, we don't know. But... He's got each one of us in these places for us to keep our focus on him. I mean, that's the, that's, that's when it all comes down to it, you know, it doesn't matter whether I like what's going on in life right now or whether I'm struggling with something. What I got to remember is he's got me where he has me because he wants to, me to focus on him. That's, that's what it comes down to, okay? Whether I learn anything or not, I should learn. But the thing is, he wants me to focus on him. That's what he wants. And um, he wants us to praise him for who he is, no matter what the situation is. No matter what the situation is. And You know, this next verse, 
again, I never kind of looked at these verses like this, but the next verse says, quench not the spirit. You know, and I, and I thought, you know, when we go through these things, when I'm, when I'm trying to work my way out of them or reason my way through them, what I'm doing is, in essence, I'm quenching the spirit. I'm working against I'm working against God's what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not, you know, giving over to him and allowing him to, to guide and direct and lead. And I think that's what exactly what, you know, these verses can tell, are telling us here. And, uh, you know, I was, I, like I said, I couldn't, I can't remember how I got over here from 2 Corinthians. I know how I got there. The Lord led me over here. But as I read these verses, this, this quench not the spirit, I just thought, you know, he just kind of spoke to me and he said, let me work. Let me work in your heart. I mean, that's what he wants to do. When he says quench not, he wants to work. He said, let me work in your heart. He said, get yourself out of the way and let me teach you. That's what he wants. And he said, humble yourself in obedience. That's what he wants us to do. He wants us to look to him. And here's the thing that got me. He said, I'm working in your life, give me some room to work. I mean, that really, you know, and I mean, that's, to me, that's, these folks that were given back in these churches, back in these days, I mean, I'm sure they, they were troubled on every side, but they were, they were focused. They were focused on him. They were focused on doing what he wanted. And they knew because they were focused on him and before they, because they had their confidence and their faith and their trust in him, they knew that he, he was going to take care of them. He, they knew that. So, But I don't know if anybody has any comment or not, but some of you is looking at me like I kind of lost my spot. But anyway. So, verse 6. No comments? All right. Back to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6. So in verse 6, Paul now it says that Paul now directs Titus. He says, he says, move forward. He basically tells him to move forward with the collection at the Corinthian church. And if you notice here, it says, uh, the latter part of verse 6, in so much that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. They'd started this effort previously. Okay, they had started probably a year ago from what I read at this point in time. They had started to take the collection up, but there was problems. And, you know, the problems, probably the problems we've been talking about over the last several months within the church at Corinth, I would say probably delayed that collection. I don't know that for sure. I don't know. But it was probably interrupted and delayed because of something. So now that the problem's been resolved within the church, God's plan for the offering and the grace the grace of giving for it to move forward could be carried out by the believers. You know, and I thought how that, you know, God's desire, not that God needs us. I mean, God could have just moved and that church would have had money, right? The Jerusalem church would have been, they, they would have been touched. He could have touched them in some way and just done it. But his desire, he wants his people to carry out his work. I mean, I think that, that in and of itself is just, I mean, is enough to, for me, it just makes me want to stop and just think, 
wow. I mean, he, his desire is for us, to care, his people, to carry out his work. I mean, and that's what, you know, what, what a privilege it is. So, but I don't know if anybody has a... That's it. It is a privilege. It is a privilege, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and even in my own life, I, I, I tell Lori this all the time, you know, there's things that I don't look back enough and reflect on all the things that he has done for me, for us. But even to Tom's point, it's easy for us to sit here and we're here, right? I mean, and, and, and it's wonderful. I mean, the building's wonderful. But I think back to before and, and the process that happened in order for, for us to get here. And, I mean, it's, it's totally amazing, totally amazing. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. And, I mean, you know, I think back years way back, even before me, before we started coming to Rock's Land. There were, there were people, men, that had a vision. They had a vision. I mean, you know, and how that vision, I mean, it moved upon people and continued to get passed through, but I'm glad there was. And, uh, but, so, but anyway, yeah, I hope y'all don't take this as, a, as negative. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to be positive, so, because it's a, it's a blessing that God's given us the opportunity to take part, to be able to serve and to give back into his ministry, you know, so. <laughs> yeah that, now there's a exactly exactly that's a that's good can't no try amen amen i'm gonna i'm gonna stop there because we kind of shift gears you say are you going to get away from giving no unfortunately not so but we're going to keep at it but it's going we're going to shift gears for next week so